The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Gitin daf Ayin Tes, and we are seven lines from the bottom of daf Ayin Ches on the base. Amar So the Mishnah, the Gemara is going to continue to discuss halachos regarding the definition of v'nasam beyot. Torah says because of lasif a a man that decides to divorce his wife can do so v'nasam beyot. Write the get and then give the get beyoda to the the hand of the woman. Perik deals with the halachos of Yod. Literally, Yod would seem to imply, it would seem to suggest that the man has to physically take the get and put it into his wife's hand. But as we saw in the Mishnah, Yodah is lav dafka. It's learned out from a drasha. And the first halach of the Mishnah, first halach of the parak was hazoyre get le ishtoi vehi betoich beisoi betoich Even though the get never reached the hand of the woman, as long as it entered her bias or her chatzer, harezu miguresh. So more halachos regarding kinyan chatzer as it relates to the. Din v'nasam biyada and hilchas kerishin and in general more halachas regarding what exactly constitutes v'nasam biyada. Amr Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda said, get biyada u'meshicha biyada. A man gives his wife a get, but there's literally a string attached. So there's a string attached to the get. The get itself goes from the hand of the man to the hand of the woman, but the man is still holding on to that string. If he's able to pull the string and get the get out of her hand, the string is strong enough, he could bring it in his direction in Megureshes. She's not considered Megureshes. The fact that the Meshich is that makes it that it wasn't an Asina. As a result, it was no Vanasam Yada. She can't be divorced. The Imlav. If, however, he's not Yochal Lenoitka, he can't bring the get towards him. Talach is Migureshas. My timer. Why is it that a Yochal Lenatkoi Ulahavia Etzloi Eno Migureshas? And surprisingly, the Gemara says it's not because it's not called Vanasam Yada. Maybe it would be considered Vanasam Yada. Ah, Yochal Lenatkoi Ulahavia Etzloi. That in itself is not necessary. Necessarily, a chisarin in venasam biyada. You know why Rav Chizda said im yochel enatku lavia etzli enim gureshes. It's for another reason. Be'in on krisos v'leka because the Torah says venasam la sefer the kasev la sefer krisos venasam biyada. And from the word krisos we learn many halachas. There are several halachas which one spoke out for Rab Asher Weiss and the Minchas Asher who compiled eight different halachas in Masechtas Gittin that the Gemara learns out from Sefer Krisos. This is one of the eight. Be'inon Krisos Veleko, there has to be a complete and absolute separation between the man and the woman, and Krisos doesn't just define the Gerishin itself, but it defines the Maisa Nesina that creates the Gerishin. And in the Venosam Biyoda, there has to be a Krisos to the extent that Meshicha Biyoda, there's a string attached, it is a Chesorin in Krisos, and it's for that reason this get is going to be possible. Um, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, Yodoi Asua what would be if the man put the get in his wife's hand? However, she didn't receive the get in the traditional way, but rather her hand was on a slope. Vizarkula, he threw the get towards her, meaning because of the way her fingers and her hand were situated, it wasn't possible for her to grasp and to actually chap the get. The get touched her hand, but she didn't actually accept it. 
Said Rav Yehuda, even though it touched her hand, being that she didn't receive it, she didn't accept it, why is she not Migureshes? Meaning, I understand that maybe it's not considered Venasam Biyad. Venasam Biyad doesn't just mean that to get to touch her fingers. It means that she should actually receive it. But the Gemara's cash is If it touched her fingers and then it fell, ultimately it fell within her Dalaramis. And isn't there a halacha that Dalaramis shaladam koinis loy? And we saw yesterday in the sugi of Karev loy, Karev loy, that the takonis chachomim of Dalaramis extends itself not only to Kinyonim, but to Hilchus Gerishin as well. So Freik the Gemara, that Enochinami, it's maybe not considered, Venasan biyada, being that she didn't actually receive it with her hands, but ultimately if it fell within her Dalaramis, then in itself, should be considered a Venasam Biyada because her Daladamas is like her Chatzar and it's an extension of her Yad. Says the Gemara, but the Loinach. It's talking about where it actually never fell, it never landed. Meaning it touched her fingers and then a Caliph came and grabbed it or it burnt. It never physically landed on the ground. But the Gemara says, who cares? Vitigoresh me'avira da'arba amos. But it landed at the very least, in the avir of the Arbamis, even if it never made it to the ground, there was no safe landing, but it was in the ear space of the Daladamis, so why isn't that enough? Says the Gemara, oh, Tivshet Tabay Rebbe Lazar, can we then be Poshet Rebbe Lazar Shaila from this Gemara? Arbamis Sha'amr Yeshlan Maver, Yenlan Maver. Rebbe Lazar declared this Shaila, a Chatzar that's Koino, not only is the Chatzar itself Koino, but the avir of the Chatzar is Koino. And Rebbe Lazar once posed the following question What about the avir of Daladamis? Is it Koino like Daladamis itself, or is it not? Now, Rabbi Loza wasn't sure. It says the Gemara, Let's bring a raya from Rabbi Yehuda said that is I at the very least it was in the aver of the Dalaramis, meaning it's true, it's not muchach that it landed, but it certainly was in the aver. So let's bring a raya from Rabbi Yehuda that the aver of Dalaramis is not koina, but the Gemara says you have no raya. You know why? It could be it's talking about where it was a place where there was aver of Dalad Amos, however, there was no land underneath the Dalad Amos because she was standing right next to the river. So she was standing on top of the river. The husband threw the get. It touched her hands. Her hands were not positioned in a way where she could actually receive it. It was kiketafris. It touched it. And then it fell down. Now, it's not going to fall on the land, on land because she's standing on Gavanar. Now, despite the fact that the Gavanar isn't in itself within her Daladamas, and you have the Avir of Daladamas, but says the Gemara, in such a case where it's inevitable that it will not land on the land, it's poshit. It's poshit that the Avir of the Daladamas will not be kaina. Why? Says the Gemara, the mi'ikara li'ibud kai. And Rashi explains it, just last line of Rashi, on the Amid, the Avir she'enoi ro'i lanuach lo'ikani. Even though Rabbi Loza declared a shayla, that could be the Avir of Dalad Amis, is considered like the Dalad Amis itself, that's only if it's in the Avir now, it's soifoi lanuach, it's going to end up on the land. Right now, it didn't land yet. So the question is, when it's only in the Avir, it's suspended in the air, do we look at it as if it's on the land, or do we not look at it as if it's on the land? But to the extent that it's ain't soifoi lanuach, there's no chance that it's at why because sagavanar, it's going to sink in the sea. In that case, even Rabbi Lazar agreed it's Pashit that the Avar of Dalad Amos will not be kind of. The Rishonim all ask Akasha. The Gemara seems to say that even though Rabbi Lazar declared a Shailah, Avir of Arba Amos 
is it koina like Dalit Amis or is it not koina like Arab? Says the Gemara, it's only if it's It's only if it's in a situation where ultimately it's going to be on the ground. It isn't on the ground yet. Right now it's still suspended in the air. Is the Avra treated as if it landed or is it not treated as if it landed? But if it's Vada'i ain't Saifilanuach, for example, it was Al Hanar, it's not going to land. Everybody agrees that the Avra in and of itself is going to be nothing. The problem the Rishayim ask is it's Keneged, a Gemara Mefereshis, and Sechtis Bava Metziah, Daf Yud Bez The Gemara says clearly, Avir she ain't Saifilanuach, Kemunach Dami Oiloi. And if you go through the Sugyo, Shnayim Oichsim, Yud Bez Amaralif, the Gemara remains with a Teiko, with a Safik. The Gemara's not sure. If Avir she ain't Saifilanuach, is Avar or not? So asks the Rajba and the Ramban, there seems to be a stereo sasugis. Here, Bavim Tiyud, Beis Amaral, if the Gemara is not sure what the Allah is regarding Avar Chain Seifel and Noach. And here, Mesechta's Git and Aiches Amad Beis, the Gemara seems to say for a Dover Pashit that Avar Chain Seifel and Noach is not treated like Avar. So the Rajba says a Teretz, albeit somewhat ambiguously, I'll tell you, the beer that I saw from Rabbi Asher Weiss in his Minchas Asher, he explains that the chilek is very simple. When we're discussing Arba Abis in the context of Kinyonim, what we're trying to accomplish is a Kinyon. We want that the Dalin Amish Aladam should be koinah on behalf of the person that's standing in the Arba Amis, just like his chatzur would be able to be koinah. It's a halacha in Hilchis Kinyonim. When we're discussing Arba Amis in the context of Gerishin, we're not discussing it in the context of Kinyonim. Because as we spoke out yesterday, when a husband gives a get over to his wife, she doesn't have to be koin of the get. What she needs to do is she needs to accept the get. She needs to receive it. All we need is a maisa nesina. V'nasa Says Rabbi Weiss, and it's really coming to explain the Lashon Arashba, that it could be that's the Chilak. In Hilchis Kinyonim, where I don't have to have it in my hand, the Torah doesn't say anything about Yodah, receive it, accept it. The Torah says, be kainet. So there's a halacha that Dalar Amish Aladim could be kainet. There's perhaps a halacha that even the Avir of Dalar Amish could be kainet. And even maybe Avish in Seifel Anuach. That's the Gemara Zibaya. In Bav Mitzir, Yud Bezam and Alf, the Gemara resolves that it's really not sure. Could be, yeah. It could be not. But that's only when, what you're trying to account as a Kenyan. However, in the context of Gerishin, we're not trying to accomplish a Kenyan. Over here, the Torah says, Venasam And the question is, when the husband puts the get into the Avir of the Dalit Amis of the woman, when it's not Seifer Lenuach, is it considered Venasam or is it not considered Venasam There, says Rabbi Shawais, it could be with Pasha to the Gemara that it's not Venasam You can't say that it's in her hand if it's in her. the Avir of her Dalit Amis, Bechai Gavna, where it's saying Seifer Lenuach. In other words, the Mahalach have had to go about trying to explain the chiluk between the sugi and Gitanai Chesam and the sugi Bavmetziyah Yud Beis Aleph as that it's two independent shilas. Bavmetziyah Yud Beis Aleph, we're trying to determine whether it's considered a Maisa Kinyan. Over here, Gitanai Chesam Beis, we're trying to determine whether it's considered a Maisa Venosam Biyadas. Rabbi Shuai speaks out that if you're holding Cheshbin, it's the opposite of what we spoke of yesterday. Yesterday we spoke of from the Ketzai, Simen Reish, Cotton hay regarding the sugya of Gitai Viyade Boinka Echad when the Gemara said a Gavali Khidish, Gitai Viyade Boinka Echad, even though she doesn't have a yad unless there's a get, and there's no get unless she has a yad. 
we somehow say that the two things happen simultaneously. The great Chiddush of Gita V'yadeh Ba'in Ke'echon. And the Ketzeis was Mechadish that could be Gita V'yadeh Ba'in Ke'echon only works by Gerishin. Where all you need is V'nasan V'yadeh. But in Hilchas Kinyanim, for example, if Reuven wants to be Makna, a bias to Shimon, and he's Makna with Kinyan Shtar, and he puts the Shtar in the bias itself that he wants to be Makna, you don't say the same Svara of Gita V'yadeh, the proverbial Gita V'yadeh Ba'in Ke'echon. It works in Hilchas V'nasan V'yadeh. It doesn't work in Hilchas see a chumra in Kinyonim. You see a svara that because Gerishin is only Venasim Biyada, that's a reason that Halacha should treat it more leniently. Over here you see it in the reverse. That Halacha would treat it more stringently. What's the reason for it? So for that you need for a seder, zilbas, a time, you'd have to sit down and learn up the lambdas. Either way, that is what Rabashuai says to be Mazber, this very lambdash arrangement. Before we go weiter, so, Mabalchoiv, on some raid for the last two days, just wanted to speak out one thing regarding a Gemara on Daf Ayin Zayin that we went through very, very quickly at the end of Sunday's Daf. There's a lot of really nice Yisoydi raid that's sitting there. Obviously, there's no time to go through everything, but just a little bit, just Tayamel Chaim Zoch. So the Gemara on Ayin Zayin mentioned as follows Ahush Chibmerad, the Kosavlo Gita Lidivisu, the Hadi Panya de Malishapta. The Gemara was about 10 lines from the top of Ayin Zayin There was a Shibmerad that wanted to divorce his wife. Shchivmerah, he's dying, he wants to divorce his wife. It's Erev Shabbos, the idea was write the get and give the get before Shabbos. But he didn't have enough time, they didn't get around to give the get. By the time they were ready to give the get, the sun had already said it was Shabbos. The next day he started getting really, really sick. So sick, the doctor said that there's no way this man is going to make it through Shabbos. Also the comedy of they came to Rava. They told Rava, could this man divorce his wife or not? Now, why did he so badly want to divorce his wife before he died? The reason is because he was dying without children and he had a brother and his wife was going to fall a Yibum and they were trying to avoid the yibum, wasn't an aguna shaila. So take a look at the rishonim; they're not sure. But either way, there was, certainly was a yibum that was going to result as a result of the fact that this man was going to die, and that's what they were trying to avoid. To the extent she's divorced, so she's not a shemeres yibum; she's not going to fully yibum. So Rava told him, "I have a way to make this get happen on Shabbos." Zilu the man that's dying to be makna the place in his house where the get is right now, she should make a Kenyan Chazaka on that piece of property. Once she makes the Kenyan Chazaka on the property, Bederich Agav, literally, Kenyan Agav, she'll be kind of the get as well. And like this, she'll be able to be divorced. And the Gemara has a whole discussion. How could he be Maknaturk, Mashakon, Ishakon, Abayla? And that's how it got into the context of the first sugya in Perakazayrik. Says Rashi and Toysavis. It's clear in this Gemara that traditionally, it would not have been okay for the man to divorce his wife on Shabbos. In order to make this get happen, they had to come up, Rava had to be Mechadish, a patent to come up with an idea of how to be magnet to him with Kinyan Aga. But traditionally, without that, there would have been absolutely no way to make it happen. And the question is, why not? And in fact, there's a Mishnah, a Mesechte Shabbos, Daf Lamed Vav Amidbez, where the Mishnah discusses different things that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos, different things you're not allowed to do on Yontif. You can't do Kedushin. You can't do Chalitza. You can't do Yibum. It doesn't say anything about Gerishin. So it sounds like from the Mishnah, it sounds like from the Mishnah says to Isis, that in fact there is no Isra to do Gerishin on Shabbos. So what was the big deal? 
What was the problem? They tried doing it before Shabbos. They couldn't get it done before Shabbos. Shabbos came. They couldn't do it in the traditional way. They had to come up with a whole patent of how to go about it. What's the big deal? Why can't you just divorce your wife on Shabbos? The Mishnah says you can't get married. You can't do Yibam. You can't do Chalitza. There's a very obvious omission in this Mishnah. It sounds like Gerishin is something that would be okay. Either way, Rashi says that from the Sugi, it's Mavur that you cannot. And the reason Rashi says is because a get is Mokta. That's the reason. It's not because he can't do the Maisa Gerishin. Kedushin, you can't do the Maisa Kedushin. can't do the Maisa Chalitza. Here, there's nothing wrong with the Maisa Gerishin per se. The issue, very simply, is Muktza. And it's for that reason, when Ravah was martyred, he tried doing it in a way where the husband would never have to touch the get. Kinyanagav, with Kinyanim, nobody had to touch the get, and that was the way to do it. But the issue would have been that a get is Muktza. The truth is, the Marthai and the Rosh both say the same exact thing that Rashi says, that the reason that one is not supposed to divorce his wife on Shabbos is because he can't touch the get. The get isn't of itself mukta. Why would the get be mukta? So say, the Rishonim, the reason is because a get is like Sifrei Agadita. And we had the Gemara earlier in the Masechtadav, Samech Amir Aleph, the Gemara was discussing the special svarim that they used to read the Aftarah from. Are you allowed to use it on Shabbos? Are you not allowed to use it on Shabbos? So one of them, Yeram, said, not only can you use it, you can't even touch it. Because it's muksa. You can't just write Teresh of Alpeh. You can't just write even Teresh of Iksav. Everything has to be written based on Halacha. It has to be written to code. You can't just go ahead. It's not a Hefkevel to write Teresh. Or at least it was once that way. You can't write Sifrei Agadita. And if you can't write it, you can't read it. And you can't even be metatulit. So Gittin somehow falls into the Halacha of all these different types of svarim that you're not allowed to write, as a result, it would be mukta. Lamay nafkimina, bizman azeh says the martchai, we you allowed to write Tarish Today, there's no problem. You can write it, you can read it, you can be metaltal. And that's what's brought down in Shulchan Aruch. It's an Evan Ezra Simon Kufla Midvav Sevkot and Zion. The Mechaber says, Ein Megarshim B'Shabbos. You're not supposed to divorce your wife on Shabbos. Vimashot Tzrichalokach, Goin Shchiv Merah, etc. Then there's a way to make it happen. V'yeshoyim says the Ramah, the bizman azeh, the that today that you're allowed to write you can go and give the get however you want so either way or it's really a halacha mefureshes a mechaber a megarshim b'shabes the Ramah brings a yesh oimrim that it was all because of an iser muktza there's no real iser be'etzim it's not mentioned in the Mishnah it's predicated on an iser muktza that iser muktza is no longer applicable it was based on the Isitrai Teresh Vapeh. Today, there is no Isitrai Teresh Vapeh. Thus, says the Ramah, Yeshayimim could be you are allowed to get divorced on Shabbos. The Peschechuva on this halacha right here, it's the last halacha in Simon Kuflam Edvav, sends you to Eben Ezra, Simon Kuf Nun Dalid, and that's Hilcha Seder Aget. So there's an insert in Simon Kuf Nun Dalid that discusses the halachas of how a soifer and a husband and a wife are supposed to go about a uh, get. The first halacha, yesh nizharim, milasadr aget be'erif Shabbos. There are people that are careful not to be mesadr aget erif Shabbos. Sounds like we're talking to the cipher. Don't prepare the get on erif Shabbos. But if you look at the Pischei Tshuva on this halacha and say there aget, he quotes Ayin Tshuva's bris Avram, mevurish b'shem Tshuva's hadesh, and v'lav davke milasadr k'subas aget. Ela afilu nesinas aget, miashliach lo isha gamke nipnon be'erif Shabbos. So not only on Shabbos is... There are halacha not to give a get, but even on Erev Shabbos, there's halacha not to give a get either. Interesting halacha. I was thinking it could be it's related to some of the raid that we spoke at earlier in the Masechta, that Erev Shabbos is supposed to be a time of shalom. That a person has to go to extra lengths to make sure that there's shalom in his house 
as Shabbos is entering, so obviously get, which is a safer krisos, would be the antithesis of that. So it would make sense, perhaps, why the halacha should be in Kaisvin get the Erev Shabbos. But either way, regarding get the Shabbos, get the Erev Shabbos, just interesting halacha lamaisa. There's just one interesting chuba from the Chsam Soifer that I thought was one worth speaking at. So you have your halacha of a shchidmerah. A man was dying. His wife is going to fall into a, a yibum or a potential... Aguna problem, and Rava was matter to give a get on Shabbos, even though that's really not me'ikra din, and the reason he did it was simply to try to prevent this yibum situation from going about. So two interesting things. Number one, a story. We spoke this out, I believe, once upon a time. Zelt says a story that there was a man that was in a similar situation not so long ago. He was dying, it was Shabbos, and he apparently had a brother that lived on the other side of the world, and when he was going to die, his wife being that he had no children, was going to be a shemeresi of him, but she was also going to be an aguna, because they had no idea where this brother was. It was Shabbos. You can't write a get on Shabbos. So what are you supposed to do? They were trying to prevent now on Shabbos this man's wife being an aguna and having a situation where she has to sit around waiting. Hopefully one day she's going to find her husband's brother so that he'll do chalitza. She should be able to get married to somebody else. So the Rav in Yerushalayim at the time said an unbelievable psak. He said that a Apparently, this brother had a daughter that was living in Yerushalayim. He told the Shchivmerah, this man that was dying, go be Mekadesh, your niece. The moment he married his niece, then when he died, there was no Yibam anymore. Because his niece, who's his brother's daughter, couldn't follow Yibam. The other wife was a Tzara Sarva. That's the first Mishnah in the Sachdis Yavamis. A Tzara Sarva doesn't follow Yibam. Like this, he was able to prevent the Yibam Shaila. So it was a tremendous Kharifas from this Rav in Yerushalayim. But it was also a very big Kiddush Lalacha. Because we just mentioned the Mishnah, Mesachdis Be'elam, and Vavam and Be'ez. Eim Mekachem Shabbos. But he was willing to go Kineget, this Isidur Abonon of Eim Mekachem Shabbos, to prevent this Aguna Shaila. How? By creating a situation of a tsaras erva, tsaras erva, memela, there's not going to be any nefila even. But I'll tell you one fascinating tshuva from the Chsam Seifer. The Chsam Seifer was sent to Shiloh by none other than the great Rav Shloyme Kluger. Apparently, there was a Yid who was a Shchivmera. He was dying. It was the second day Shavuos. It was Yontav Shemi Shalgolius. This man is lying on his deathbed, and they realize that there's going to be a situation. He had a brother that lived in Rome. They had no idea where this brother was. Last they heard he had gone to Rome, go find him. He had a wife, he also had no children. When the man was going to die, his wife was going to fully yip him, but she was going to be in Aguna, because go find the husband. The Shiloh was sent to Shloy McClug, and they come running to Manyantif. Would you be matter, allow this man, Anyantif Sheni, to write again to his wife, to divorce her, so that his wife is not going to fall with Yibam. Shleim Kluger said, absolutely not. There's no way in the world for, the, for me to be mad to such a thing. Lamaisa, the man ended up dying, and the woman ended up being an Aguna. And obviously she wasn't happy about the fact that she was an Aguna. And she went around, she spoke to different Rabbanim, and eventually this Shaila came to the desk of Rabbi Loza Landau. He was the Baal Mechab Sefer Yad HaMelech. He was also the Enochel of the Neu Debi Yehuda. And the Neu Debi Yehuda's Enochel, the Baal Yad HaMelech, was very disappointed at the Psaq of Reb Shleim And he went to Reb Shleim and he was moicha, he felt that he was insensitive to the plight of this aguna, and he felt that Reb Shleim should have been mata, it was too late already, but he should have been mata, this man, to give a get to his wife, and he based it on three chidushim. I'll just mention the first. But just the context of this tshuva is that Reb Shleim is writing a letter to the Chassam Soifer, asking the Chassam Soifer for chizik. He needs a ton of the Messiah. He says that he's under pressure, and he feels terrible, because his lashon is 
is that called me ho isha tsayek say lai lemar kani khayafti bedomo amarti let's see it very lovely covered hajus going by dm yofa ho risa khas fisholm shogisi is coming back no to the some soifer says tell me did i make a mistake is rebeloza landau right to me it was it of a posh that i was right but it seems like he had svaras maybe to be matter some soifer writes back that at the time he wasn't in presburg he was away he wasn't feeling well, doctors had advised him to go someplace to recuperate. He tells him he has no chuvas. It's amazing what Chassam Seifer was able to write. I'm sorry, no svarim, without any svarim. And he says that really, it's not important, but if this is bothering Rav Shloim Kluger, to give Rav Shloim Chizik, he's going to sit down and write a chuva. And he writes a chuva 100% in support of the Psak Halacha of Rav Shloim that There's no question in the world it would have been awesome, but he goes through the different studim that you could have perhaps been makel, and he describes why it wouldn't be an issue. Just the first one, I will leave it with that. It's actually the one that's the least relevant to our sugya. The latter part of the truth is more relevant to our sugya, but it's the easier part, it's the leichter part, so we'll just focus on that. He said, did Rabbi Lazar Lando, a chiddish nifla. Listen to what he said. He said, the Beishmul brings, in Simen Kuf Samachen, you have to help cup, that chalitza is a tikkun for the nishma sameh. So if a man dies, leaves over no children, his wife is now a shemerzi of him. If the brother does either yibam, which we don't do today, or chalitza, when he does chalitza, it's misak in the neshama of the mes. Said, Rabbi Lazar Lando, let's do some back of the envelope arithmetic. If chalitza is misak in the neshama, it would come out that someone that needs chalitza, that didn't have chalitza, there's some sort of pgam to the neshama. The chalitza is mesak in that pgam that there is in the nishma sames, which would then mean that if we're going to allow this man to give a get to his wife, to prevent his wife from ever falling to yibum, to prevent his neshama from being in a situation where it needs chalitza, but can't get chalitza, that's a tremendous tikkun for the Nishma Sames. Because if he's going to be in a situation where he needs Chalitza and can't get the Chalitza, there's a pgam in the Neshama. How do I know that? Because Chalitza is Mesach in the Neshama. <laughs> so said Rabbi Landau, back of the envelope arithmetic, that if we can allow him to give his wife forget, prevent the whole Nefil of the Yibam from ever happening in the first place, we're preventing the Neshama from ever being in this limbo state where it needs Chalitza and doesn't have Chalitza. If that's the case, said Rabbi Landau, I have an Eitzah. I have a way to be mapped to this get. And he based it on a Gemara in Mesech Tizbeya Davovam and Aleph. The Gemara over there is discussing someone that dies on Yantif. On my Rav, if somebody dies on the first day Yantif, yes, asku bayamim. So you can tell Goyim, non-Jews, even though Amir Lakum is Aser, but covered a mace, you can tell non-Jews to deal with it. Mace Yantif Shaini, somebody dies on Yantif Shaini, yes, asku Yisrael. Then you don't even have to tell Goy to be Oisik with the mace. Yidin themselves can machalu Yantif Shaini for a mace. And the Gemara comes out that the reason is because Yantif Shaini, legabe mace, that when it comes to Tzorich HaMez, Yontif Sheni was treated like Chal. And the Gemara goes even further, that you know how far this halacha goes? It's an unbelievable Gemara. In olden days, they used to cut a certain cloth that they would put on the mace for Kavad HaMez. And they would cut Hadassim and things. They wanted that the coffin should smell good. These were Minhagim that were apparently prevalent in the times of Chazal. So says the Gemara, that you know how much Kavad HaMais is doicha, Yontif Sheni, that even to cut, to tailor this glima for the mace, and or to cut us, we're going to literally go in the garden, we're going to start doing kaitzer. Why? For Tzarech HaMais. So you see that 
is doicha yontef sheni, and the punchline is like the Gemara says yontef sheni legabi meis kechol shavu rabban. So said Rabbi Lazar Landau, if there's no yontef sheni when we're talking about zorich hameis, and to prevent this meis from being in a situation where these chalitza and can't get chalitza, it's certainly a tikkun for the neshama. It's a zorich hameis, so yontef sheni is nitches. So why can't we go ahead and write a get? What's the difference if we're cutting a glima, if we're cutting an asa, if we're burying, we're doing chayfa, we're doing malachas de rices? We don't have a problem. Why? Because it's only Yantav Shani. Al-Gabi Meis. Kechal Shavu. So if it's Kechal, why can't we allow him to write again? This was the first Svara that he wanted to say to It says the Chassam Soifer, Rebeloza Land of Mechilas Kvay Teiras, I'm going to ask you, Akasha. There's a Halacha Pesukah Shulchan Aruch. It's Paskind and Hilchas Yantav Simen Tov Kuf Chavav. If a child dies, Loyaleinu, a Nefal. So the child didn't live out 30 days. It never had a chance to have a brismila, And it died on Yontif Sheni Shalgalis. So you bury the child by Yontif Sheni. Says the Mechaber, although the Minig Yisrael is, that a nafal that dies, you do a brismila, You don't bury the child oral. You do a mila. But Yontif Sheni, you can't do a mila. And this mila is not even, even though Yontif Sheni is usually considered to be more lenient, but it's not going to be doichet Yontif Sheni. I'm sorry for Avakasha, because it's a medrash rabba, that says as follows: Hakadosh Baruch Hu Mavres Ha'Arlo May Oisan Shemesov Leimalu. If a person dies and he didn't have Bismila, Hakadosh Baruch Hu goes. He takes the Arlo from that child that Nebuch Bikmachnas Oynes died without a Mila. Takes the Arlo off the child. Hashem is the Mayil. The Noisan Al Poishe Yisrael and puts that Arlo on the Poishe Yisrael. That's the Medrash that regarding someone that dies more. So, I don't understand. If we're going to bury this nafel without giving it a brismila, the mason that are Yisrael are going to have a tremendous mapola from that. Because Hashem is going to take that arla and He's going to put it on one of the Poshia Yisrael. So why weren't we matter milo on a nafel beyond tefsheni letzayrech hamez who's mez? The neshama of the Poshia Yisrael that's going to end up with that arla. And you're going to tell me because he's a Poshia Yisrael. We don't care about him. It's not true. We do care about him. Chassam Soifer proves that we care about him. So why in the world would they name Mater? Says the Chassam Soifer, there's many reasons. I'll tell you two of them. Number one, he says, you have to say, because it's not a halacha, it's not a gemara that says that Hashem takes the Erlo off the mace that died Mahu, that died Arul, and puts it onto the Bayesh Yisrael. It's a medrash. From a medrash, you can't pass in halachas. Azoiz of the Chassam Soifer. So says the Chassam Soifer, if you can't base halacha on a medrash, you can't base halacha on this sifrei Kabbalah, this Dvarim and Nistarim that the Beishmul quotes, that Chalitza, if Chalitza is a Tikkun and Nisham, is a Talmud Bavli, if that would be a, a Pasuk in the Torah somewhere, okay, Memela, then it's something that we would run with. But you're telling me it's based on Chachmei Hanistar, even Medrashim, you can't rely on certain things like that. He says, but oh, you could say even more Pashit, that when we talk about Kavit Ames, it has to be something physical. These are things we have a right to Paskin Shailas. This was the first of the three issues that Rabbi Loza Landau posed why he wanted to be matter to write a get beyond the to prevent this Aguna. The other two were more related to Aguna, related to Shivmara. Either way, this is another classic Shabbat classic. It's Erechayim, Simon, Kuf, Mem. Hey, I literally just spoke out the first two pages. There's another five or six pages. This again, he was writing this one. He was not well. He had no Svarim. It's Dvarim Niflon. And on that note, we begin today's daf. Zok the Mishnah. So today's daf in one line is where Gittin meets Shabbos. 
with a sprinkle of Erefin. If the woman was standing on the top of a roof, so she's in a chatzar, there's a house in the chatzar, and there's a roof. And in the olden days, the roofs weren't slanty, otherwise she wouldn't be standing there. But the roofs were more like chatzeros. You always find gagoy, chatzeros, vekarfifoy. They used to do a lot of work on the gag. If she was standing on the Risha gag, the man is standing underneath the roof, and he wants to give her the get, but he's not just going to hand it to her, he's going to throw it to her. She's going to have to catch it. So, he threw it up to her on the rooftop. As soon as the get arrives into the ear space of the roof, she's considered Migureshes. If he was standing on the rooftop and she was on bottom, and he threw it down to her, so not up onto the top of the roof, but to the contrary, from the rooftop down, as soon as it leaves the ear space of the roof, if something happens to the get, it doesn't matter, she's going to be divorced, says the Gemara. I don't understand the first halach of the Mishnah. If she was standing on a rooftop, the husband threw it on top of the roof, even if it didn't land on the gag itself, once it's in the ear space of the gag, that's enough for it to be divorced. And what would be the svara? Because the aver of the chatzar is somehow like the chatzar. But the Gemara asks a, a very technical, but also very obvious question. What would happen if a wind would come while it's in the ear space above the roof? It would probably blow away, which means that she's not able to watch and protect the get. And we learned that although Kenyan Chatzar works, but it has to be Mishtameris. And if it's not Mishtameris, there's no Kenyan Chatzar. So the Gemara's Kash is, it's not a Chatzar Mishtameris. We're talking about where there was a gate, a fence that went around the roof. So even if a wind comes, it's still going to. <laughs> Even if the wind comes, it's still going to land on the gag. It's talking about where it didn't just land in the airspace, but it was already within three tfachin of the floor of the roof. And why is that significant? So that's Erevin 101. Because anytime something's within three tfachim of something else, the Allah is lovud. So it's as if it's physically on the ground. If it's physically on the ground, then there's no chisarin of a chatzah mishtameris. The Mishnah said that if the man was standing on top of the roof and she was standing about him and he's throwing the get down, as soon as it leaves the aver hagag, meaning it leaves the airspace of where he is, it enters the airspace of where she's standing, she's migurash. But what happens if a wind comes, it's going to blow it away. It's not going to be a It's talking about where the chatzar had a fence around it, and the chatzar's fence was so high, it was even higher than the fence of the gag. So as soon as it leaves the airspace of the gag, it's by definition, within the ear space and within the mechitzos of the chatzar, so therefore there's no chashash that the wind is going to come and blow it away. Tell me, this Mishnah that says that if a woman is standing on the roof, or if the woman is standing on the ground, as soon as the get arrives in the ear space of the area that she's Standing. She's Megureshes. Is this Dafka 
according to Shitas Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe is the author of the Mishnah, so it makes sense that the Mishnah is like Rebbe, but is that in fact the case, that this only works with Shitas Rebbe, in Mesech the Shabbos, the Omar, who said, the context of Rebbe Shita is, where somebody threw something from a Rishus Rabbim to a Rishus Rabbim, and it went, Derech Rishus HaYochid. Now if somebody throws something, from a Rosh Rabbim to Rosh Hashanah he's over the Malacha of Eitzah and Shabbos. From Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, again, he's over the Malacha. What if he threw it from Rosh Hashanah Rabbim to Rosh Hashanah Rabbim? It just went derech Rosh Hashanah So it's a machloik, he's rebbing the Chacham. The Chachamim say, you're not over. Why? Because although it went through a Rosh Hayachid, but it never landed in the Rosh Hashanah And we know, Hilcha Shabbos 101, in order to be chayiv, for the Malach of Eitzah and Shabbos, you need a Akira and a Hanacha. So you would need a Akira in either the Rishos Rabbim and the Rishos Ayachin, and a Hanacha in the other Rishos. But if there's no Akira and Hanacha, even if it went through the Rishos, that is not a problem. Rebbe argues. Rebbe says, Kluta that if something passes through the airspace of a certain area, it's It's as if there was a hanocha. Thus, there's a kir in hanocha. You're going to be chayy for Shabbos. Rabbi Abba told Ula, is this Mishnah dafka Rebbe Lishitasai? It's dafka according to Rebbe that he holds kluta kimishahunchadamyo. So, airspace is considered a hanocha as a result. In Hilchas Gerishin, it's the same halacha. As soon as the get arrives into the airspace of the Gag, or the airspace of the Chatzar, she's going to be Meguresh. So Amalei told him, no, I feel a tame Rabbana. Why? I can't look Rabbana led the Rebbe. When did Rabbana argue with Rebbe? Elohim in Shabbos. Where there's a din, you need Hanocha. There's Akira and Hanocha. So to have a Chalois Hanocha, there the Rabbana argue, they say Kluta is not Kemisho Hun It's only Rebbe that holds Kemisho Hun Chadamia. Aval Hocha over here in Hilchas Gerishin, we don't need a Chalois Hanocha. Mishum in Turehu. It's enough that it's in her Chatzar in a way that she can watch it. It's a Chatzar Mishnah Meres. Inter. See, even though it's only in the Aver, as long as it's surrounded by walls and there's no wind that can come and take it away, that in itself would be enough that it should be in her Chatzar. It's also Mishtameres. So even if you don't agree with Rebbe's Chiddush of Kluta, she would be Meguresh as an Armish. It says, Ravasi said the same thing in the name to explain why if the husband was on the roof and he threw it down to his wife, as soon as it reaches the Aver, she's Meguresh, why are you worried about the wind? The same way Kimto, like Damirom previously made, it's talking about with the Mechitza, is the Mechitza Zambadim, were taller than the mechitzas of the roof. So in this exchange, Rav Zeir tells Rav Asi, only the same exact gemar. So the Mishnah said that nimchak nisraf If the get entered the airspace of the chotzer, it was referring to the case where he was on the roof, she was on the bottom on the chotzer. He threw it down, even if it was nimchak, it was erased by the time it ent- came to her, or it was burnt, so she never received it in her hand. Doesn't matter, her chatzah received it on her behalf. This is actually going on the first case of the mission. Well, she was on the roof, and he was standing on bottom. He throws it up to the roof. So the Allah is, once it comes to the avr of the gag, she's going to be megureshes. Even if something happens to it, it's not a problem. Said, Rav Nachman in the name of Rabbi Baravu a big chiddush. The only time she's megureshes is when the get is on its downward slope. But if it's in the ear space of the roof, but it's still in the trajectory on its way up, the halacha is she's not megureshes. My time, and what's the reason for that? Me'ikara loy 
That's not clear what the Gemara means. It doesn't mean that it's not eventually going to fall, because that's Newton's law of gravity. It's going to fall. To the extent it's going up, eventually it's going to come down. But it, it, what matters is the motion, the trajectory. If it's already in the motion of coming down, then she's Megureshes. If not, then she's not going to be Megureshes. The Mishnah said that if the get was burnt, it's only true if first he threw the get, and then afterwards it was burnt, right? The Mishnah said that if the get would be consumed by fire, it doesn't matter. Because once it's in the aver, the gerish in his chal. So, that's only if first he threw the get, and then the fire came out. But if when he threw the get to the chatzar, the fire was already there, because at the time he threw it, it was destined to go l'sreif. It's similar to the Gemara that we had on the bottom of Ayin Ches Beis, that even though it's in the Aver, but it's not Soif because when it falls into the ground, it's going to be consumed, it's going to burn. In that case, you don't have the halacha of Aver. Amr Rav Chizda said, Rishuyos Chalukos Begitin. What does that mean? Zok Rashi, in the Shila HaBal Mokam Lechatseri, if a man loans his wife place in his Chatser, the Kabbalah Skita, for it to be able to be Mechabal or Get. But his Shila Gagoy Oibesoy, so man wants to divorce his wife. He's going to divorce the Bikini Chatzar. She doesn't have a Chatzar. So he tells her, I'm going to loan you a place in my estate. And you can borrow that place. It's going to be yours. So that now I'll put the get there. You'll be divorced. So let's say he says, I'm loaning you my gag. So she gets the gag. She doesn't get the Chatzar. Let's say he says, I'm giving you my Chatzar. She gets the Chatzar. She doesn't get the gag. I'm giving you the bias. Whatever place he specifically said he's loaning her, that's what she gets. But anything beyond that, she can't touch. That's what Rav Chizda said. Rishuyos chalukos begitin. Different Rishuyos are viewed independently. Whatever he explicitly said he's loaning her is hers. Everything else is not. Says the Gemara, Where did the Saba, Rav Chizda apparently was old at the time, how did Rav Chizda know that? So he said... Incidentally, Rami Bar Choma and Rava were both sons-in-laws of Rav Chiz. It's interesting. He called him Saba. It could be he knew it from our Mishnah. Where do you see the Salach in our Mishnah? The Mishnah said, She was standing on the rooftop and he threw up to her the get. What's the mission talking about? Are we talking about where she owns the gag and she also owns the chatzar? Then why does the get have to come to the avra gag in order for it to be megureshes? Even if it never made it to the avra gag, if it landed on the floor of the chatzar, she's also megureshes. It's her chatzar. It's her we're talking about where it was his chatzar and it was also his gag. Then why is she divorced when it reaches the avra gag? If she doesn't own the gag, it belongs to him, then it's his chatzar. That's the first Mishnah. She can't be migrations. It has to be. It's talking about where she owned the gag, he owned the chatzar. That's the halacha. When it comes to the Avra Gag, that's the area that she owns, she's Migureshes. But the Gemara asked him, if he was standing on top and she was standing on bottom, and he threw the get down, as soon as it leaves the Rishos Agag, if something happens to the get, asks the Gemara, now if that Seifa is talking about the same case as the Rishos, where 
she owns the gag and he owns the chotzer, am I megureshes? Then why is she megureshes? In this case, when it came to the Avra chotzer, if he owns the chotzer, she should not be megureshes. Elo, it has to be in the safe and the reverse. Begag didei, vechotzer didah. Where he owns the gag and she owns the chatzah. So when it comes to the avra chatzah, which is what she owns in the sefer, then she's megureshes. But the Gemara says, Reisha begag didah bechatzah didah, sefer begag didah bechatzah didah. If you make the cheshbin, the Reisha the Mishnah is talking about where she owns the gag, he owns the chatzah. And the sefer is talking about where he owns the gag and she owns the chatzah. It doesn't make sense that you should have a Reisha and a sefer in one Mishnah where the story is completely fakert from each other. So the Mishnah says, must be, what is the case of the Mishnah? It's talking about where the man really owned everything. But he lent the place in his estate to this woman for her to be able to get divorced. And we say the halacha is, So it's talking about when she was on the gag, he said, I'm giving you the gag. And when she was on the in the chatzar on the floor, I'm giving you the chatzar. But the point is that in the first case, all she got was the gag. In the second case, all she got was the chatzar. I, why don't you say that if my husband gave me the gag, he probably meant the chatzar also. That's Rav Chizda knew his halacha, Rishuyas Chalukas Begitin. That even though Zilbas or Taimah, the spirit of what they're trying to accomplish is, I'm giving you a place in my Rishus for you to be able to get divorced. It's only the place that they mention a furish he's giving, but any other place, it's not going to work for. But the Gemara says, Amalei, no, you can't bring a raya from this cheshman. Because me, the area, it's not furish anywhere. That it all belonged to him, and he's just lending it to her. And there's a raya then that Rishuyas Chalukah is. Dilma Hakadisa, Maybe, yeah, Reisha Begagdida Vechatzer Diday, and Seifa Begagdida Vechatzer. Two different cases. The Mishnah is just trying to make a point that whether it's the airspace of the Gag or whether it's the airspace of the Chatzer, the Halach is always going to be that she's Meguresh. So the case of the Mishnah that's discussing the airspace of the Chatzer is where she owns the Chatzer. And the case, of the mission, talking about the airplane, like, yeah, you're talking about where she owns the gag, but there's certainly nothing wrong with making this kind of a kimta in the Mishnah, and therefore you have no right to Rav Chizda. Omar Rav, Rav said, Sholosh Midois Begitin. There are three halachos in Gitin. Specifically, three areas that you find in halacha, that halacha treats Gitin differently than other areas of halacha. How so? Hold on, my Rebbe number one. Rebbe said, Rebbe said this Chiddush of Again, what was the case? Somebody threw something from a Rishos Arabim to a Rishos Arabim. What did Rebbe say? Even though it never landed in the Rishos Hayochid, the Kluta, being in the ear, is Kehuncha. It's considered a Hanacha. You're going to be Chayef for Shabbos. The Rabbanon argued. Said Rava. This is the first me to begin. Although the Rabbanon argue, Hani million Shabbos. It's only by Shabbos that they argue. Why? Because they Shabbos you need a hanacha, kluta is not kemisha hunchadami. Aval hacha mishumit turehu va'minter. Over here you don't need a hanacha. You just need that it should be in her chotzer. It should be a chotzer mishdameres. Even if it's in the aver, it's considered a chotzer mishdameres. So this halacha is an anomaly. It, you find in halachas gerish, and you don't find in other areas in halacha such as halachas Shabbos. Another example. Well, then Rav Chiz Rav Chiz said, no, it's kana bishus ayachid. If somebody stuck a pole in a bishus ayachid, uberoishet traskol, and on top of the pole there was a basket. Zarak, and he threw something on top of the basket, and it landed on top. So apparently there was no hole on the bottom of the basket. So uh, that's the way they used to play basketball. Not so convenient. 
go get the ball. But either way, now it's stuck up. Even if it's a hundred amas tall, chayef, you're going to be chayef. To the extent that you threw it from a Rishis Arab into this basket, you're over there, so it's so. And the reason is because we know Rishis Hayachar is even though it's a million miles up and it doesn't matter. It's still going to be considered a hoitzah from Rishis Arab to Rishis Hayachar. Why? Lafisha Rishis Hayachar, Oyla Adarakia. Said Rava, Hani Milin in Shabbos. That's true by Shabbos. Abel Hacha, Gerishin, again, an anomaly. Mishum in Turehu. At the end of the day, if a woman would have a chatzar and she has this basket in her chatzar that goes 100 amas tall and the man takes the get, throws it in the chatzar and throws it into the basket. That's not going to be considered a Gerishin. And the reason is because it's not Mishtameris. I mean, it's very hard to really watch it and protect it when it's all the way up there. The Halai meant that. What's the third example? Vahada Amar of Yehuda Mashmur. Yehuda said the name of Shmur. Yamad Adam so we're familiar with the basic halacha of a ruvi chatzeres. What's a ruvi chatzeres predicated on? Midday rice that you can't carry from a shusayachet to a shusarabim, from a shusarabim to a shusayachet. What about from a shusayachet to a shusayachet? Derek shusayachet. There's no problem in the world. So if Reuven and Shimon live in the same development, Reuven can carry something from his house to Shimon's house, and vice versa. That's midday rice. Midrabanan they can't. Why? Because it looks a little bit like a regular itzah. What does the Rabbanon say? Baksamatzes, the halacha of Eruvi Chatzeres, to prevent that, to, that's how you get around this iser of Hoitzah. Now, this halacha of Hoitzah is true not only for two houses, but for two rooftops as well. The gag, as we said, used to be a chatzar. So you wouldn't be able to carry from Ruvain's roof to Shimon's roof. The chiddush is, even if Ruvain's houses were adjacent, so they lived in adjacent homes, they were attached to each other, so the, it's one big roof on top. Still, the halacha is, you can't carry from Ruvain's chelik, the part of the roof that corresponds to Ruvain's house, to the part of the roof that corresponds to Shimon's house. Just like you can't carry from Ruvain's house to Shimon's house, so too on the rooftop. Said Rav, this is the third area where Gerishim is different. Don't stand on your roof and take rainwater from someone else's roof. On Shabbos, why? Because you carry it from Rosh Hashayachid to Rosh Hashayachid. Shekishem, Shedirim Chalukah Milmata, Kachdirim Chalukah Milmalo. Just like the Dirois are considered separate entities, separate Rosh Hashayachid's Milmata. So to Milmalo, Hanimili, that's only truly in Shabbos. Avalayin get, but when it comes to Gerishem, Misham Kepedahu, it's not about. Rishuyos per se, but it's about kapeta. And there's a svara that when the husband loaned his wife an area, he only meant to give her the area that he specified. But the gag, all the rooftops of this area would be considered one big gag. And being that it's all mishum kapeta, v'kulihai, loikapte inche. So we're at the very last leg of the first sugi of Barak which is. Kinyan Chatzer Begerishim. Although it says in the Torah of the Nasan Biyada, which would seem to imply that in order for a man to divorce his wife, he would have to take the get, give it to his wife, or to her Shliach Kabbalah. We saw the first sugya, the first few dafin here in Masechta, in Perik Azorik, which discusses a halacha that Yoda is loved Afghan. Even if he places it in her Chatzer, perhaps in her Daladamois, even the Avar of her Chatzer, perhaps even the Avar of her Daladamois. The first few sugis here in Perikazar. Either way, last Gemara. If the husband and wife both 
owned Chatzerois, one was within the borders of the other. The inner one was hers. The outer one was his. And the way it was situated was that the fence that was surrounding the Chatzer Hachitzoyne, the outer Chatzer, was taller than the fence that was surrounding the inner Chatzer. And he now threw a get from his chotzer into her chotzer, if it's in the ear space of the chotzer hapnimis, even if it's above the level of where the fence that's surrounding the chotzer hapnimi ends, as long as it's within the height of the fence surrounding the chotzer hachitzoyna harezu megureshes. And although we said in the previous sugya that in order for a woman to be megureshes, if a get comes into her chotzer, it would have to be within the mechitzos of her chotzer, because otherwise it's a chotzer she'eina mishtameres. It's not enough that it's in her chotzer. It has to be mishtameres. And to the extent that the chotzer is above the level of where her fence ends, if a wind would come, it'd blow it away, it wouldn't be mishtameres. Here, it would be considered a good get. Because although it's above the level of the fence surrounding her chatzor, which is the chatzor apnimi, but her chatzor itself is surrounded by this outer chatzor, which has a fence, which is within the area of where the get was. And the point is, is gufa and it's for that reason she's going to be megurach. It says the Gemara, that is in contrast to the following scenario. If there were two kupas, two baskets, one was within the other, if the inner one belonged to her, and the outer one belonged to him, and now he took the get and he threw it into the kupa. So if it's her possession, the kupa, she could be mikureshes with the get landing in her kupa, just like she was mikureshes with the get landing in her chatzar. Says the Gemara over here, even if it comes to the avar of the primis, she is not going to be megureshes. Meaning, not only is she not megureshes, if it's within the avar of the kupa hachitzoyna, like we just said in the previous case with the two chatzeros, but even if it's within the avar of the kupa hapnimis, here certainly she should be megureshes. If the kupa is her rishos, it's like her chatzar, and we see that the avar of a chatzar is treated like the chatzar, so that once it lands in the avar, as long as it's mishnah meres, she could be megureshes. So why is the locha filo higi la avar pnimis ena megureshes? My taimo says the gemara the haloy nach because it didn't land, and the only way she could be megureshes with the get being placed in her kupa is if it physically lands in the kupa. The gemara doesn't explain why. Rashi does. Rashi says one line: the ein mechitzos keli asuyin laavir. What's the purpose of a keli? To put things in the keli. Thus, the only time it's considered in the keli is when it's physically, it landed in the keli. But when it's within the avra of the keli, the keli is not doing its purpose. But the keli's function is not to protect things. It's to hold things. So when the keli is holding it, it actually landed on the surface of the keli. Then you could say that it was considered by putting it in her keli. That's in contrast to a chatzor. A chatzor's job is not to hold things. The chatzor's job is to protect. It's an abode. And it's for that reason, even if you're only in the avra of the chatzor, it's a shtikolomdus that Rashi is saying. There's a fundamental difference between the purpose of a chatzor and the purpose of a kupa. And that manifests itself in halacha, whereas although ordinarily avr chatzar is treated like the chatzar itself, as long as it's mishtameres, avr kupa would not be treated like a kupa, even if it's mishtameres. But the
the Gemara asks another kasha. In this case, technical question, we have two kupas with the mizu. Right? What does it sound like the case is? There's a smaller kupa and a larger kupa. The smaller kupa is inside the larger kupa. He owns the larger one. She owns the smaller one. If it's not noch, she's not megureshes. If it's noch, however, it sounds like she is megureshes. Even if the landed in the inner kupa, she's trying to be megureshes. Why? Because being that the outer keli belongs to him, that's rishos moicher. The inner keli belongs to her. That's the kelev shaloikeach. And we had in the beginning of the parak, it's a whole sugya where the kelev shaloikeach works rishos moicher. From this halach of abaya, it sounds like it does. The whole issue is that it didn't land. But if it landed, the fact that the inner kupa is literally within the outer kupa, and the outer kupa belongs to him, that in itself doesn't bother me. So the Gemara says it's talking about where the outer kupa, the husband's kupa, didn't have a bottom. It was just like a wall, but there were no bottom. So therefore, the inner kupa is not physically sitting, resting on the outer kupa. It's actually resting on the ground. It's just surrounded by the walls of the outer kupa, but it's not in the outer kupa. Being that it's not in the outer kupa, it's not kelev shalikeach, b'shos moicher, and this concludes the first Sugya and Perak the Sugya of Kinyan Chatzar, Begerish. Zokta Mishnavaita. Beisham Ayyemrim, a completely different halacha. Poiter Adam Ishta Beget Yashan. A man can lekatchilo give his wife a get Yashan, and she'll be Megureshes, Medeiraisa, Medeirabanan. Beisil Oisrin, Beisil says no. Beisil get Yashan. So what's the definition of a get Yashan? Koshen es Yachid Ima, Me'achar Shekasvula. Any time. The get was written by a cipher, it was written Lishma, it was written properly. After the Ksivas get, husband and wife were Nisyachi together, that would render the get a get Yashan. Is the get Yashan kosher or not? Machloik is Bishan Bisil. Of course, we pass like Bisil. Thus, the get Yashan would be possible. Sounds a little similar to a Mishnah in Mesach the Sukkah, Daft Tesamaralf. We have a Sukkah Yashana, Machloik is Bishan Bisil, but it's a completely different definition. A Sukkah Yashana and a get Yashan are not the same thing. A get Yashan is kosher, Nisyachet, Ima, Me'achashakosfala. Sok to Gemara, but Michael Mithlki, what's the beer in this Machloik is Bishan Bisil? They're not worried that maybe people are going to say that if they decide, does the couple or the husband not to give the get right away? He gives it later. During that interim period, because there was a yichud, there was a bia. The bia resulted in a child. This child is going to be younger than the date that's written on the get, in which case it's going to look like the child was born out of wedlock. It looks like there may be a problematic situation. Says Bishamay, I'm not worried about that. Again, if the get's going to be written on Rishchidosh Adar, and the get's not going to be given until Rishchidosh Elo, in that interim period, they're married. Just because he wrote a get doesn't mean he's not married. They live together. They had a child. Someone's going to do the math of when this child was conceived. It's going to come out. The child was conceived after Rishchidosh Adar. He's going to give the get now Rishchidosh Elo, but the get says in it that it was written, and therefore it seems like given also Rishchidosh Adar. What's the cheshbon? Must be that this child is a pogum. Bisham is not worried about that. Basil Savi, Basil is worried about. It's only the Kathil that is problematic. But let's say a man gave his wife a get Yashan, she then 
remarried, she married somebody else, don't force them to unwind that second marriage because of the fact that the original get was a get puzzle. No, it's not a good get. But once she's already married to somebody else, at that point, some say, that Basil took it even one step further, that once she gets the get, not only if she marries somebody else, could she stay married to that somebody else, but once she accepts this get, she has a right to go marry someone else. In other words, this is Bishame Basil, regarding a get Yash, and it's all predicated on as a result, it's not Operating on the Dairaisa level. This is all a, a Dinder Abonon. And being that it's only a Dinder Abonon, it's only on the Lakatchilo level. Bidiyevet, it's okay. What is the definition of Bidiyevet? So that's Machlekis Amayirab. Some say if she gets married to somebody else, we let her stay married. Others say no, Bidiyevet. Once she gets to get, even Lakatchilo, we allow her to go ahead and marry somebody else. Just wanted to speak out one final order regarding something that we mentioned. We mentioned the Tshuva of the Chsam Soifer. The Chassam Soifer's fascinating tshuva with the Shchivmira that was dying. It was the second day Shavuos. And he had a brother that was living in Rome at the time. And was, had he died without giving his wife a get, his wife would have ended up in Aguna. Because she would have been Zokuk to Chalitza from this brother. Go find him. And as a result, the Shiloh was brought, actually, originally, not to the Chassam Soifer, but to Rabbi Shleim Kluger. Could we be matter and allow this man to go write a get beyond Tavshemi Shogolios so that his wife should be a Grusha, thus not fully Yibam to this brother. As a result, she won't be an Aguna. Shlomo Kluger said, absolutely not. Lemais Rabbi Landa, who was one of the G'doyle Hadar at the time, Rabbi Cheska Landa, the Balnoi de Behuda's grandson, the Baal Mechaber Sefi Yadam Melech on the Rambam, a classic work, he disagreed with the Psaq Alach of Shlomo Kluger. And he wanted to be matter, it was too late, this man to be able to divorce his wife on Yontif Sheni, based on three reasons. Number one, there's an Aguna issue. Number two, the man was a Shchiv and there's certain leniencies that Chazal made for Shchiv The one that we spoke about yesterday was, he felt it was an Indian of Tzorich HaMais as well. What was the Tzorich HaMais? Because Chazal say, it's really a Beishmul, Al Pisifri Kabbalah, that someone who dies without children, and there's a brother that has an opportunity to do Yibam v'chalitza, if he does Yibam or chalitza, he's misakin the neshama of the mace, which implies if he doesn't do Yibam v'chalitza, there's some sort of p'gam to the nishmas ha-mes. So argued the Yad HaMelech, that the Gemara says, Mesech tizbeya davav ha-menalef, that yontif sheni, mace be yontif sheni, if somebody dies, yisasku ba yisrael, yidin al be mechalo yontif sheni, melochis de raisos, to give this mace, the proper covet ha-mes, even to fit him garments or to cut uh, hadas so that the coffin will smell good. You're allowed to do even more things that would seem to be more secondary. Melachis, the covered amaze. He argued that being that there's going to be a covered amaze for this neshama by giving a get so that he won't be in this limbo state where he needs chalitza, doesn't have the chalitza, he wanted to be mater, this ksibas get. So those were the three sibas that he had. So the chasam soifer jumped on the first one. He really jumps on all three. But regarding the first one, he said that it's not. You can't tell me that that's considered Tzorich HaMais. Because what's your makar that it would be Tzorich HaMais for this person that's dying, this Shechivmera? It's based on a Beishmul who quotes Sifri Kabbalah. So he says you can't incorporate Sifri Kabbalah when you're discussing something lahalacha. And he said, I'll prove it to you. And his raya is from the fact that a nafal that dies, the Minig Yisrael is that they give the nafal a bris milah. 
on Yontif Sheni, the Mechaber Paskins, and Hilchus Yontif, Simon Tov Kuf Chavav, that you're now at a Malvinefal. There's a Medrash that says that if somebody dies with a Orla, it's really bad for the Poetry Israel. Because Hashem himself becomes the Moil, he takes the Orla and he puts it on the Poetry Israel. So I argued to why don't you say, we should allow the Prismila to happen to Yontif Sheni? If Yontif Sheni is a Mez, so why are we worried about those Mace in the Poetry Israel that are going to end up with the Orla? The Territ is a Medrash. And you can't incorporate Medrash in Allah. If you can't incorporate Medrash, you can't incorporate Sifri Kabbalah. That was the Chassam Soifer. So the Chassam Soifer said that although Midrashim and Kabbalah, of course it's MS and it's important that we learn it, but as it relates to Halacha Lamaisa, you can't make a Cheshbin with a Gemara, Mesach Tizbeya, Davavam and Aleph, Yontif Sheni, Asua Kachayel, based on something that's a ticket for the Mace, which is only Mavur in either a Medrash or in Sifri Kabbal. It's interesting, this is the second Chsam Soifer that we had recently. A few weeks ago, we spoke at the Chsam Soifer regarding a Chazal that we're all familiar with, that Bezdin Shalmaila doesn't punish a person until he turns 20 years old. And the Chsam Soifer is discussing there a Halachic implication of it, and he argued with it as it relates to Halacha Lamaisa. He says, because although it's true, you find it in Chazal, and Rashi and Chumash suggests something like that. We mentioned the Gemara Masech, the Shabbos, Tafei Tesem, and Beis, but he says, it's all Divrei Agada. And Divrei Agada, you can't take Divrei Agada and incorporate it into Divrei Halacha. This is the second Sam Soifer that we just had recently. So I'll tell you one other nice Maramakim on this, and it relates to Inyana de Yoyma, which is Purim. So this is a Tshuva from the Nei de Yehuda. It's one of the Nei de Yehuda's classics. It's so this is a, a follow-up truth. So apparently, Nehdebiudah had correspondence with a godel. He gives the shoyal tremendous covet here in the truva. And it seems like the Shoyal asked the Neidi Behuda something about Divri Agada, and the Neidi Behuda wrote back that he doesn't get involved in Divri Agada. And the Shoyal then responded to Neidi, what do you mean you don't get involved in it? It's, it's Divri Agada, it's part of the Torah. So writes back to Neidi Behuda, that I don't respond to Shailas that involve Divri Agada. He said, apparently I, I agitated you, because wrote back all the G'daylam that wrote Svarim on Divri Kabbal, with Divri Agada, with Darshubem, Kefi HaSagosam, V'herich Bazem Ha'ayt. Now the Behuda says, I touched the nerve. You wrote back. What do you mean I don't answer Agada? Look at all the G'daylam that wrote on Agada. Hine, ani tameyo, harichas hazelama. Says the Nei Behuda, I'm not sure what you heard me say that you felt that you had to respond this way. V'chi divrei chazal tzrich and shvach. Well, chazal don't need your hasgama. Umi hu pesi yasur heino lahachshich or God of elite in doif of Divri Agada. Who would be so foolish? As to Machavek with Divri Agada, the whole Divri Baliat Talmud, Kulam Nitnamirayacha, the whole Talmud Bavli, everything that we have all came from Moshe Rabbeinu. The Aimbem Divri Rik. Ubatol, there's nothing to talk about. I'm skipping a little bit. And there's no question, a person that has time, all I said was, that I don't write tshuvas that are negeya divrei agada. And the reason is, they're very difficult to understand. And if we're going to start getting involved in divrei agada, 
ein ledover soif. Who befrat ish kamoini says may be the somebody like myself. Asha oil her rabbi malai based on his position that he had. He was the rav in Prague and all the shilas that were very pertinent lahalocha that crossed his desks. Daishani nifna lahashiv bedover and egel amaisa. I have to prioritize and I have to use my time for things that are negel amaisa. I personally can't get involved in divrei kabbalah, but not like the shoyel thought that somehow the noy de was minimizing the chshivas of divrei agada. He says chalilo. He doesn't even know why he thought that's what he meant. He just said ain't darki lahashiv agada simply because he doesn't understand it. It would require a disproportionate amount of time to delve into each mimer of agada to understand what's really going on, and therefore he focuses merely on things that are negel halachalamaisa. But apparently one of the rayas that the shoyel told the noy de as proof that Agod is very important was the Rajbah. Because if you look in the Chiduche HaRajbah, the blue, Moisid Rav Kook Rajbah, there's a whole volume on Agadita. The Rajbah, the great Rajbah, wrote a Sefer on Agadita. So the Shoyo asked the Noi to be Yehuda, if the Rajbah wrote a Sefer on Agadita, then there's no question, the Noi to be Yehuda, you couldn't learn Agadita too. It's something that's very important. Says the Noi to be Yehuda, you're bringing me a Raya from the Rajbah, I'm going to bring you a Raya from the Rajbah, just the opposite. How so? So we're all familiar with the Purim story. And towards the end of the Purim story, Esther, who's married to Mordechai and Achashverosh at the same time, has no choice but to go in to Achashverosh willingly to try to get Achashverosh to renege on the Gzera and get the plot of Haman to fall by the wayside. And before she goes into Achashverosh, she turns to Mordechai and says, Kasher of Adati of Adati. Say, Chazal, what does that mean? Till now, every time Esther was living with Achashverosh, she was living by Inus. So the fact, despite the fact that she was an Eshesish, that was Nivala Tachas Baila, being that she was Nivala Baila, she never became also to her husband. But now that she was going into Achashverosh willingly, now she's going to be an Eshesish, that's Nivala Beratzain. She has a din of a Saita, now she's going to be ushered to her husband, Mordechai. I don't understand this whole story with Esther. Esther's married to Mordechai. Esther's married to Achashverosh. Now all of a sudden she's going to be ushered to Mordechai for the rest of her life. Tucked away. This is really in Yonah Diyemet, right? Why didn't he give her a get? Wouldn't that have made more sense for Mordechai to divorce Esther during this period of time that she's living with Achashverosh? So when she's with Achashverosh, she's not going to be an Eshesish. And then afterwards, when this whole story dissipates, he'll remarry her. But Al-Kopadim, she won't be an Eshesish. That's being Nidala Tachas And... To the extent it's happening, Barat, and she won't become Asla Mardchai. Says, Toysvis Yeshloimar, Lefisha Kol Maisi, I get to a pi Eden. In order to have a get, you have to have Eden. Edi Chasimo, Edi Mesira, Bahayori, Penyesparsa, Madavala Malchas. He was afraid that the word may get out because Adam talk. And people are going to find that oh, Mordechai divorced Esther. One second. She was married to Mordechai. She's Jewish. She was afraid. They were afraid that her cover would be blown by him giving again. And it's for that reason he didn't do it. Frank the Rajba, Rajba, right here in the Sachdis Megillah. I don't understand Taisa Vesteris. There's an Eitzah. Because there's a Mishnah in the Sachdis Gitta. We're going to learn this Mishnah next week. The Mishnah says that if a cipher 
the husband himself is a slaver, and he writes the get, midday raisa, you don't need Adam. You're a bunny, you need Adam, but midday raisa, you don't need Adam. If a woman gets a get like that, and she marries somebody else, the halachi is, she has a child, the child is not a mamzer. You're not supposed to, you should do a tafka with Adam. But but the other is going to be fine. So, Frank the Rajba, why didn't Mordechai give Esther a get? There's no Adam, there'll be no coil, it won't be Nisparsim, Nobody's going to be talking. You won't have a problem with the fact that she's an Asha Sish. You won't have the issue with Kasha Avaliti Avaliti. As I think the Rajba has a follow up question to Tosfis Kasha. Says the Rajba, and it's the last line in the Rajba in the first parak of Sakhtis Megillah. Elo says the Rajba, this is all Divrei Agada. The Ein Meshivan al Divrei Agada. Don't ask Kashas in Divrei Agada. It's Agadata. Yeah, we don't know exactly how everything transpired. You ask your Kasha, a chap from a Mishnah, you found a way to make it work. Ein Meshivan al Agada. Zoktinoi de Yehuda. The same Rajba that you're bringing me a Raya that wrote a Sefer in Agadata, he himself wrote in his Chedushia Rajba, Ein Meshivan al Meaning, it's Gvaldik, but not Lahal because we don't understand Divri Agada, and you cannot incorporate Divri Agada as it relates to Allah and Maisa. So it says the Noy Debihu that it's precisely for that reason that I wrote that ain't darky lahashib the Divri Agada. It's not because I'm minimizing the Hashivas of Divri Agada, but it's simply based on that. Just one interesting thing that he writes at the end, does the Noy Debihuda. He says that even if you find the halacha in Divri Agada, and there's no contradiction to it anywhere in hal- anywhere else. So for example, it's not connected to Gemara, it's not like Kasha. It's not connected to Yerushalmi. There's no Tesefta that's fakered from it. You still can't rely on Medrash. He says, because when the Medrash was written originally, it was never written with the intent of being Keveya Halacha That was never the intent. So it's not considered to be vetted out from a halachic perspective, and you absolutely cannot rely on an halacha. One other interesting Maramaka, which, again, is Negea Purim, ironically, is he quotes a Tosis in the Sechus of Oedizar Tosis is discussing over there a real Yeridea Shaila, and he quotes a Medrash. V'gam Medrash Esther, gabi yeshnoi am echad mefoizer u mefoyer deno amen. Omalei homalach hashverosh, homatol hashverosh, im zvuv noifalakosu shalecha mehem if a zvuv, a fly would fall into a Jews cup, Zarka, if I say, I'll take the Zvov, throw it away, and I'll drink it. But if the Melech touches it, he'll wash the cup out three times. And Taisus, based on this Medrash, learns out of Halacha that if a guy, a touches a cup, there's an Indian of Hadacha, Gimel Pomim. So the Shail told the Nehdi Behuda, what do you mean? You see, you could learn Halacha Lamaisa from a, a Medrash. You have a Medrash right here, Taisus in Avodazara, Lamed Gimel Amadez, in the middle of a hardcore Yeridev Sugya, is quoting this Medrash. Zok the Nehdi Behuda, and it's Gedai to hear the Lashon inside. Umash Hevi Rayim and Taisus, Bim Sachtis Avodazara, Daf Lamed Gimel Amadez, Shehevi Rayim and Amedrash, the Sag. I don't understand the shoyal. So let me ask you a question. What was Taisa's raya? Taisa's bringing it right from the Bala Medrash. Bala Medrash didn't say anything. Bala Medrash was quoting what Haman told Achashverosh. 
Omar Homon. Vim Kane Atma, Vikime Homon Numan Piske Halachis. Oh, because Homon said that's the Halacha. Shoy, Homon's going on a poisonic. So now we're bringing Rayas from Homon. Elo, that's not what the Raya is. The Raya is not because Homon said it. Oh, we have a Psak Halacha from a Kadmon, right? Before the Rishonim. So, no, El Shakiva, she's a Sipur Divrei Homon, Shomalacha Shverish, Min Hogan Shal Yisrael. Homon was just telling him what he understands the Minig is. So Toysva said that you see, unless you believe that Homo was a liar, so that Toysva said, I don't think Homo was lying. He must have heard that's the Minig. And he was just relaying the Minig over Tachashverosh. The Rai is from the fact that that was the Minig. The Rai is not from the fact that the Medrash said it as a Psak Halacha, because the Medrash never said anything. Homo was the one that said it. V'chimei Homo nilmad piske Halacha. So you hear Chumash Torah sometimes. Either way, I thought it was interesting. It ties in something that we discussed twice recently from the Chuvas, a little bit of Purim, a little bit of Gittin, 